Blog Talk Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Movie Attic Headquarters with your host, Betty Jo Tucker, author of Confessions of a Movie Attic, right here at www.blogtalkradio.com. Hi, movie fans. Thanks so much for tuning in to Movie Attic Headquarters. We have a great show for you today because we are going to be talking about the 91st Academy Awards, which will be given out on February 24th. And two of our favorite film critics are here to share their predictions for the Oscar winners in six categories. Mac Bates and Jeff Roberts are waiting in the green room right now, and we're so lucky to have them with us because they both have a deep interest in the Oscars, and they really know their movie stuff. And I see that, uh, as I mentioned, that they're both in the green room. So before bringing them on, I want to mention to you, dear listeners, that they both were in this uh, on our show last year to predict the Oscars, and they did a great job. And so let's get started. And let's call on Jeff Roberts first because it's his birthday, which shows how much dedication he has to the Academy Awards. (laughs) Welcome back to Movie Attic Headquarters, Jeff. Thank you, Betty Jo. It's my pleasure to be here. Well, it's always a pleasure to have you with us, Jeff. And the same goes for Mac Bates. Mac, thank you for agreeing to be one of our guests again today. It's not your birthday, is it? No, no, not until March, but I'm happy to be here, and, uh, you know, certainly happy birthday to my uh, fellow uh, guest, uh, Jeff, and uh, let's uh, let's talk Oscar. You're right. Happy birthday to, to Jeff. Now, Jeff, our birthday present to you is that we're not going to sing happy birthday to you. Is that all right? <laughs> That's perfectly fine. <laughs> if, Nikki, if Nikki were here... She would agree to that, too, because when we had Cloris Leachman on, it was her birthday, and we sang uh, Happy Birthday to her, and she said that's the worst singing that she ever heard. So (laughs) we will will, uh, keep you from suffering through that, Jeff. And um, what I I would like to do is start out with the best picture list, because I think it's – unusually interesting this year. Now, there are eight nominees, and of course, I have written a little poem about all eight of them, so please bear with me, because you know, whenever I write a poem, I have to read a poem, (laughs) and it's called Going for the Gold. Now, Jeff and Mac, you can count and make sure that I've got all eight into this poem. Here goes. Roma and the favorite clash for Oscar gold and future cash. Which one will win the statuette? We are not sure, at least not yet. Other movies could win the prize, like Black Panther or even Vice. Bohemian Rhapsody might put up a a most terrific fight. 
but A Star is Born and Green Book should not be films to overlook. And Black Klansman might be the one to win best films when all is done. So now, uh, Mac, did I get in all, all eight on that poem? Did you count eight? Oh, yeah. Yep, you got all of them in. <laughs> well, <laughs> let's let's ask Jeff uh, if, if he counted eight. Did you did you get all, count all eight of them? Yep, I got them. That's impressive. Okay, <laughs> then we're ready to go. We know that the nominees are Roma. I have to get my my poem sheet here. <laughs> we know that they are Roma, the favorite, Vice, Black Panther. Bohemian Rhapsody, A Star is Born, Green Book, and Black Klansman. So, Mac, why don't you mm-hmm. get us started by sharing your predictions? Which which one of those do you think will win, and which one would you like to see win? Mm-hmm. See, this is one of those categories this year that is a, a head-scratcher. I mean, there are some clear standouts. But then uh, the way things have been going, it really could go any way. But the film that I would personally choose if I was a voting member of the Academy out of all these, and this is a a pretty uh, impressive bunch, I would have to uh, probably go with just, uh, you know, from my own personal perspective, uh, Black Panther. I know it's a a long shot to win, but uh, just in terms of cultural significance, uh, long-lasting um, uh, appeal, overall, uh, you know, um, um, craftsmanship, and, you know, all of the elements that came to work in order to make the, uh, the the project what it was. Because it could have gone the complete no, total opposite route. It could have been a could have been a, a disaster as opposed to the triumph that it was. I would have to uh, cast my vote for uh, Black Black uh, Panther. That said. Uh, I do believe the film that is going to win is uh, more than likely going to be Alfonso Cuaron's uh, Roma. Um, it's got the uh, momentum behind it at this point. I think it's got a, uh, an unusually uh, <clears throat> um, a big chance of uh, taking home taking home the gold just because it's a, it's a, a very personal film um, from the director. It's based on his uh, upbringing in Mexico, uh, the woman who raised him. And I think the uh, majority of the Academy is going to glom onto that, and, and people are going to see aspects of their own childhood in that, in that experience. And it's, and it's kind of multicultural in that sense. You know, it might be about a, uh, a, a, a Mexican youth and a woman who raised them, the Mexican woman who raised them, but it, it's kind of universal in appeal in, in that regard. It's transcended a lot of uh, uh, free preconceived notions that people had about stories like that and um i think i think that's got the momentum behind it but i would also keep an eye out for a possible spoiler with green book which has got a lot of uh industry uh um, well wishes and cred and, and certainly awards in its favor but um if i was voting it would be black panther but i believe roma is ultimately going to take it in the end and i believe that would be the first foreign language film to ever win the best picture oscar if i'm not mistaken so um, yeah, I think, right. I think I think it's got the momentum behind it. And plus, Alfonso yeah. Cuarón, uh, Alfonso uh, uh, Cuarón is just a, a brilliant filmmaker. He's proven that time and time again, and he has been to the Oscars before, and he is a uh, prior champion. So uh, I think I think the momentum is going to keep going uh, for him to uh, pull that off. Well, well that's uh, if you're kind. I'm kind of thinking along the same lines, but let's 
Uh, but how about you, Jeff? Do you agree with Mac on on that? Roma is uh, Roma is my pick for uh, for best picture. Uh, the interesting thing here is it's also nominated nominated as best foreign film. Mm-hmm. Now it's evident that it's definitely going to get one of those Oscars, but definitely not both. Yeah. Now I'm picking it for the uh, film to win best picture for a variety of reasons. First of all, it checks off all the boxes for the Academy uh, voters and what they they like from Alfonso Cuarón's flawless direction, the beautiful cinematography using black and white, the production design, and the uh, original uh, screenplay. It also has won the uh, Golden Globes for uh, Best uh, Foreign Film, Best Director, uh, Critics' Choice Awards, and a slew of, uh, of others. Um, Entertainment Weekly recently interviewed Cuarón, who told them that the filmmaking process forced him to see the person – that for me was this nurturing figure. She's a cleaning woman named Cleo, and it falls a year in her life. But she sees them, he sees her as a woman that also has a different background in social class. Now, that quote is significant to me, given the current political situation in the U.S. and how mm-hmm. people like Cleo have been portrayed. While Roma clearly mm-hmm. deserves to win for being a great motion uh, picture. I think the Academy of voters giving it the Best Picture Oscar would also make a really big statement of their, their own. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what, what, which one do you prefer? Uh, I prefer Roma. If it does not win, I really enjoyed uh, uh, Green Book, and uh, that does have a chance to 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 win uh, definitely. Well, you know what? You two have made me feel so much better. <laughs> Because I, my my thoughts are so much like like yours. Um, I hope that that you're right about Roma, and um, I, I'm just delighted at uh, you know at the recognition that it's that it's getting for all the reasons that both of you mentioned, and also, uh, oh my goodness, Black Panther, that really blew my mind and. Uh, I think you know. So I wouldn't. I definitely would not be unhappy if Black Panther won. And the other one that I was thinking about, uh, because of course I'm, uh, I love musicals, and there was so much music in A Star Is Born. I don't think it has a, has a chance, but I wouldn't be unhappy if it if it did win. So we're we're pretty much on the same page. On, on that uh, uh, category, and then we get to best director. I always think it should be the one who directed the best movie, but that's not always true. And and of course we're limited to five nominees nominees here, which are um, Alfonso Cuarón for Roma. We've talked that talked about that. Spike Lee. Thank heavens. I mean he's getting a. <laughs> a nomination finally for Black Klansman, Adam McKay Vice for for Vice, Yorgos Lanthimos, the favorite, and I have trouble with the Polish language and I'm having trouble with pronouncing Pavel Pawlikowski for Cold War. So which director, you've already said, um, Mac, that you would like to see Roma win and um, the, and are you going along with him as the best director? 
Yeah, even if uh, Roma doesn't win Best Picture, which is a possibility because uh, you have to uh, take into factor that it's a Netflix film, and there are still some people who are very uh, old school in the regards that if we give a picture, Best Picture, it needs to be uh, released theatrically and you know still be in theaters, not be available for streaming at home. But uh, if, if Roma takes home uh, any of the major prizes that it's up for, I think Best Director is pretty much a slam dunk for Alfonso Cuaron, um, just because uh, dating, you know, uh, touch base on what uh, Jeff said earlier. It's such a personal story. You know, he uh, put it's pretty much, you know, it's his baby in every conceivable way. He he wrote it. He directed it. He's the producer on it. He shot it. You know, it was just uh, pretty much a one-man show and truly a, uh, a, a monumental directorial uh, and just filmmaking achievement overall. So I do believe that in that regard, with all of those factors uh, coming into play, that I think it's his uh, certainly to uh, a win. I think he's the guy to beat. But um, you also have to wonder whether or not the Academy is going to want to right an egregious wrong and um, bestow the Oscar for Best uh, Director to Spike Lee, who, after a 40-year career in film, dating back to uh, when he was a a, a, a student filmmaker back in in, uh, his uh, university days, is finally uh, getting his first ever Oscar nomination for direction. He had been nominated twice previously, once for um, Mm -hmm. Best Original Screenplay for Do the Right Thing, Back in uh, 1989, uh, I remember mm-hmm. that year the uh, act, the person who wrote uh, Dead Poet Society won, and that all, that category was just stacked. Uh, Steven Soderbergh was nominated for Sex Lies of Videotape. Nor Ephron was nominated for When Harry Met Sally. It was just a it was it, it was an embarrassment of riches that year. So it really could have gone any way. And then he was nominated uh, years later for a documentary that he made um, about the four little girls, and that was the name of the uh, documentary, by the way, that were uh, killed in a uh, church bombing uh, back in the 1950s. And uh, this year he's a three-time nominee. First time he's ever been nominated for Best Picture because he's a producer on Black Klansman. First time he's ever been nominated for Best uh, Director. And it's also the first time he's ever been nominated for Best Adapted Screenplay. He uh, co-wrote the screenplay with two other gentlemen, so... Um, I'm, I'm thinking that if there's a large enough contingent within the Academy that wants to right such an egregious wrong, Spike Lee is definitely the one to keep an eye on. But I think uh, putting, putting your money on Alfonso Cuaron repeating for Best Director is uh, pr- pretty, uh, pretty uh, smart bet. But uh, keep your eye out for Spike Lee because I think he could, he could come in there and, and uh, pull off the yeah. upset of the night. So uh, me, I, I think, I think they're going to go with Cuaron, but I think Spike Lee has a, a very good shot. Uh, that's uh, I, I think that's a very uh, likely thing that that would happen. And uh, Jeff, anything else that you'd like to say about the director's uh, category? Well, I'm picking Alfonso Cuarón, uh, and um, I discovered something really interesting about this uh, movie Roma that he has uh, directed. Um, during the whole time on set, he had a strict uh, policy that nobody was to see his finished screenplay during shooting, including the actors. So instead, what you're seeing on screen is a mixture of improvisation in addition to a response to random scenarios that he would toss out to his actors that fit his vision. He stated to Entertainment Weekly that he did this because he wanted to create real tension between actors who portrayed his various characters and not have anyone able to predict what was going to be said. He felt that this is what made the film's story completely authentic, and I certainly uh, agree with that. He won the uh, Best Director Golden Globe for Roma with uh, numerous other awards, including the Director's Guild Awards, still pending. 
Now, if recent trajectory is any indication, it's his award to lose. Um, Spike Lee, who directed one of my favorite films for 2018, which was Black Klansman, um, actually won a uh, an Oscar for that uh, celebrated his entire uh, career back in 2015. So I'm not sure if they're going to give him a best uh, director um, Oscar so soon when they've honored him for something that encompasses his uh, whole career. Well, you know, there's actually oh, a prior history of I that. Uh, about Paul that. Oh, I was just about to say yeah. very quickly, uh, just to touch, but, uh, touch on what Jeff just said, Paul Newman actually got an honorary Oscar a year or two before he actually won Best Actor for uh, The Color of Money. So there's a precedent for that happening, oh. so it is a possibility, but I understand where you're coming from, too. Yeah. Well, thank you both for, for um, bringing, bringing that up. I have forgotten about it uh, completely. Uh, and, again, I'm, I'm with you. I, I think Quaron should win, and I think that he, he will win. Uh, so let's see if we have any uh, differences of opinion in this uh, next category. Um, Jeff, I'm going to ask you to pick uh, first in this category, and the nominees are Christian Bale for Vice, Bradley Cooper for A Star is Born, Willem Dafoe for At Eternity's Gate, Rami Malek for Bohemian Rhapsody, and Viggo Mortensen for Green Book. So, uh, Jeff, what is your um, feeling about who will win, and who would you like to see win as Best Actor? Uh, For Best uh, Actor, I've chosen uh, Christian Bale. Um, I want him to win. Um, The problem most actors and actresses have when they portray a historical or notable figure, such as Dick Cheney here, is that... um, and they're not having their performance. They have their performances coming off as flat or worse, a total imitation of the uh, living person. For a performance to succeed, they must totally embody who they are portraying and dissolve into that character. And that's exactly what Bale has done here in portraying former U.S. Vice President uh, Dick Cheney in Vice. I actually found it interesting that he didn't want the part at first, despite director Adam McKay's persisting. He recently told the Associated Press. Now I was thought I thought uh, the part part was going to be impossible. I also didn't want to do that much work. I thought this is going to be a ton of work. Like, do you realize how difficult this is going to be? I don't really want to do that kind of role. So in the end, he gained up to 40 pounds to portray Cheney and took the role after he experimented with various kinds of makeup and he became obsessed with the script and extensive. Um, research uh, McKay presented to him. Up until George W. Bush's presidency, the role of vice president of the United States was really a role where the person didn't do much as Bale quips as Cheney, but wait for the president to die. Cheney, a former CEO, changed all that, as uh, viewers will see, by becoming the most powerful vice president in U.S. history. We We knew Cheney's public side going in and his accomplishments, but we come to see that below the surface, he's extremely complicated and an all-around chameleon. Bale acts, walks, talks, and becomes Cheney. We really never feel that we're watching an actor portraying someone else or doing an imitation for the entire 132 minutes vices on the screen. There's no question in my mind that Bale deserves this Oscar. Wow, you've sold me. wasn't I wasn't that that sold on Christian Bale until I heard that um I he's one of my favorite actors but I still couldn't stop thinking about Christian 
but he was Christian Bale, and I was comparing him with Sam Rockwell, who I believed was George W. Bush, you know, incarnate, reincarnated in that, in the supporting actor. But um, I'm going to have to go back and see Vice over, over again. Now, so that would be your prediction and your, um, your preference. Now, how about you, uh, Mac? Yeah, I was just listening to Jeff, and he made a pretty compelling argument. I'm like, I was all fully prepared to go in for somebody else, and I'm like, oh, maybe I need to rethink that myself. But exactly. <laughs> based on, uh, <laughs> based on uh, um, uh, you know, what I uh, what I personally would uh, uh, go with, like I said, I, I definitely would have to re reevaluate Bale. Uh, yeah, he was he was pretty tremendous in that film. But me personally, I just thought that, uh, like you just referenced, that Sam Rockwell just he was he was channeling. George W. Bush, like, like he that was the real deal. It was I, I did not see Rockwell in that film at all. There were glimpses of of Bale in the uh, in the when I saw the film. There were glimpses of him, but with Rockwell, I was like, no, this guy is channeling George W. Bush. So, like I said, I, I definitely had to go back. I might have uh, overlooked something, but if I had to uh, cast a vote for any of these people, uh, Cooper would be would be uh, out. Um, for me, uh, he's he's the only weak link in this category, and he still gave a pretty, pretty uh, a great performance. But I thought, uh, compared to these other guys, no. Um, so if I was casting my vote, um, I, w- I would probably, if, for me, it would be a toss up between um, uh, Defoe and Mortensen, based on you know uh, the performances I saw in those films, because they both, you know, really truly did disappear into those characters. Um, mm-hmm. it's it's just it's, it was a very tough call, but I ultimately went with Defoe. I ultimately went with went with him uh, for a variety of reasons. Um, first, I think a lot of people are going to want to celebrate, uh, you know, his work as an artist over the years. This is his uh, fourth nomination. He's been nominated three times previously for supporting actor for uh, Platoon, mm-hmm. Shadow of the Vampire, and um, just last year for the Florida Project. I think. Some people who felt that he was overlooked last year in terms of uh, uh, taking home the gold, Mike Castor vote for him this year playing Vincent Van Gogh. He and Julian Schnabel made a truly transcendent uh, biopic of an extraordinary uh, artist that a lot of people have heard of but don't know much about. You actually find out quite a bit about him in the movie, but um, the way they present it, it isn't your typical biopic, and that's, that's what was enticing, that's what was exciting about it. And you know, full disclosure, he's a Wisconsin native, so you know that's that's part of uh, part of his charm for me. You know, and uh, and I've always been a, a fan of his work for a long time. I think he's one of the most unsung actors out there working today, along with Mortison. Both of them are you know uh, some of the hardest working actors because they make it look so easy, and to make performances look so effortless. No, you, you know anybody who knows anything about acting knows that to make it look as effortless as, as the both of them do, they're doing an extraordinary amount of work. Same thing with Jeff Bridges. These are the sort of actors who people, they're so dependable that people take them for granted. So I would love for either one of them to win, but if uh, ultimately stacking them against each other, if I had to choose which performance impressed me the most and which one had the better material, which one gave, uh, you know, proposed, uh, presented rather the biggest challenge, I would have to go with Will and Defoe. But, you know, that's, that's just my, you know, who I would vote for if I was voting. But in the real world, I do believe, uh, that uh, ultimately Christian Bale is going to win, and you know I certainly wouldn't have a problem with that because he took a monster, which uh, uh, Dick Cheney was by all intents and purposes in a lot of people's minds, and humanized him enough where 
you, uh, you know, uh, you get some insight into what made him tick. And I just thought that uh, Adam McKay uh, did an exceptional job uh, taking this character that could have been just arch villain, and 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 uh, with Bale's, you know, interpretation and and presenting this guy in a way that it was it was not only palatable but it was um it was kind of eye opening, and you got what made him tick in uh in 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 uh so many ways when when it came to so many of the uh, decisions that he made that you know some people are very much in favor of and other people were you know uh, uh, are still critical of till this day. So I, I believe Christian Bale is going to win. But if I was voting, I would I would have to go with the foe in a slim in a slim margin over Mortensen. Who and so if any of them win, ultimately I'll be thrilled. But I, I believe it's going to be Bale. Well, I think I'll have to go along with you on that. Uh, that Christian Bale will win. I think that the the wild card here is Rami Malek, mm-hmm. and um, I. I didn't necessarily uh, appreciate that uh, performance. My husband really, really liked it and has been raving about it ever since. And and I'm a little bit prejudiced, uh, biased toward Willem Dafoe because I had the good fortune of interviewing him um, after a screening of The Shadow of a Vampire. Oh. <laughs> and I just thought that he was such a thought, put so much thought into that performance and I thought I thought he he was uh the painter since I thought he was Van Gogh all through all through that he just mm-hmm. made me you know the important thing you forget about the the actor so I would uh I would be very very happy if Willem Dafoe won and um also Viggo Mortensen I thought he he as you say, became that character. You just felt he was that character. And uh, But I am predicting Christian Bale, so that looks like a unanimous decision there. So next category, oh, this is going to be uh, fun. <laughs> the talent in the, in, that these women have just, oh, just bowled me over. This is the best act, actress list of nominees. Glenn Close for The Wife, which I just saw this morning, thank heavens, for On Demand. And it just went on demand, listeners, this morning, so be sure to see The Wife. Melissa McCarthy for Can You Ever Forgive Me? Lady Gaga for A Star Is Born. Yalitza Aparicio for Roma. And Olivia Coleman for The the Favorite. So, um... Mac, why don't you uh, try your luck here with the mm. Best Actress nominee? Oh, well, uh, this is, uh, I believe if there's uh, a slam dunk anywhere on Oscar night, it's going to be in this category and without question, Glenn Close and the Wife. I've been saying this since I saw the film last summer. Uh, it was very much akin to Cate uh, Blanchett's performance in uh, Blue uh, Jasmine uh, about four or five years ago. I saw that in the summer as well, and I was saying then, oh, she's going to win the Oscar for uh, Best Best Actress. It's like she's got the Best Actress Oscar sewn up. And I've been saying that about Glenn Close for months now, and uh, I have not changed my mind. She um, is phenomenal in this, and it's not going to be what some people have been trying to coin, a career achievement award. No, when she wins, she will be winning for this particular performance in this particular film. Now, is the film as great as she is? No. But what she brings to this movie is so off the chain for lack of a better phrase, or maybe that's the perfect phrase, that, uh, you know, she just can't, she can't be denied. She absolutely cannot be denied. Basically, I'm going to say 
what I what I said uh, a few years ago about another nominee. If uh, she does not take home the Oscar this year, Hollywood burns. <laughs> Basically, just to, to uh, 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 you know, uh, um, you know, re re uh, re up on that uh, on that famous uh, tagline that uh, Tim Robbins said years ago about Susan Sarandon when she was uh, on her way to winning her first Oscar for Dead Man Walking. Yeah, if, if she if Glenn Close does not win this year, Hollywood burns because she has been in the industry for. <laughs> You know, X number of years, 40, 40 years, forty-five years actually. She said uh, as of this year, and um, you know the the, the 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 talent, the the performances, just the, the the staying power has been phenomenal. And you know, all you take all of that into consideration, along with the fact that she is brilliant in this uh, film, which is an adaptation of a uh, Meg Worlitzer novel, scripted by Jane Anderson. And uh, her work, Jonathan Price's work, Christian Slater's work, whose uh, work in the film is great but hasn't really been heralded quite the way I thought it should have been. I think he should be in the supporting actor race uh, for his turn in that film. Just, uh, you know, a trio of magnificent performances, but none more magnificent than hers. And she takes a very interior character, and, and, and you, you go on this journey with her. And a lot of what she does is is all you know in her face. It's in her body language, and you know it's just a, it's a, a, a actor's you know workshop looking at her in this film. So yeah, Glenn Close without question. Everybody else, you know, certainly deserves to be there in the category, especially Coleman, especially McCarthy, who I think surprised a lot of people by proving that she's more than uh, capable of uh, inhabiting characters that aren't you know overtly comedic, and that, that you know uh, that rely on a lot of. Um, physical comedy that she actually does have chops to go along with how funny she is but my my goodness yeah glenn close and yeah by a mile well i i I wonder if jeff feels that way too jeff uh do you think that glenn close is the is the sure thing i sincerely hope that the academy doesn't outright rob glenn close of the uh, best actress award uh, it is unfathomable to me that in a career that spans 37 years that she hasn't won an Oscar despite having been nominated six times previously for work including The World According to Garp, yes. The Big Chill, The Natural, Fatal Attraction, Dangerous Liaisons, and El- Albert Nobbs. I feel that the Academy loves a story where someone has struggled to get a film like this made. It actually took close uh, 15 years to get the wife to the silver screen. She recently stated that Hollywood had little interest in the subject matter, and that securing funds for the film was extremely hard until European backers came into the picture. Her character resonates with people because she is a strong woman who stands behind her self-absorbed husband, despite his infidelity and abhorrent behavior over the course of 40 years. Now, he's about to pick up a Nobel Prize for Literature, despite murmurings and suspicion from a writer who wants to write his official biography, portrayed by Christian Slater, just itching uh, to write that book. And he feels that uh, the man didn't write a word of, of the books. For the course of the film, Close is faced with some pretty hard choices and is determined not to be viewed as a shrinking violet and a downtrodden wife. While I appreciated Lady Gaga's performance in The Star is Born, it really strikes me as not the kind that uh, should get a uh, Best uh, Actress uh, Academy Award. The film is extremely depressing, and you have to wonder if the third remake of the original um, film would have been made if she hadn't signed on to portray Allie, or if the film mm-hmm. would have had the uh, box office clout and attention it received if she wasn't in it. I really like the advocacy she does for the LBGQT community and her outspokenness on a variety of issues. But um, 
while the academy may like the f fact that she's outspoken, the uh, voters in the academy are a pretty um, conservative bunch. So the same thing that uh, that is terrific is uh, might be the same thing that uh, keeps them away from uh, voting for her. I see. That's a that's a good point. But but we're in we're all in agreement because I definitely think that that's one of the best uh, that Glenn Close gave one of the best film perform performances ever on film. Of course, I'm I'm just you know reeling from it now, uh, thinking about it every single mi minute and how how great she was. So so we're all together on that, and then. That brings us down to the best uh, supporting actor, and uh, here and uh, Jeff, I'm going to ask you to pick um, the winner there, uh, or uh, at least predict the winner, and then uh, explain why and tell us uh, who you who you think will win and who you prefer. Uh, and the uh, the nominees are Mahershala Ali for Green Book. Adam Driver for The Black Klansman, Sam Elliott for Star is Born, Richard E. Grant for Can You Ever Forgive Me, and Sam Rockwell for Vice. And we've already talked a little bit about Sam Rockwell. So, Jeff, what's, what's going on with you about this category? My pick is Mahershala Ali, and he's been the front runner and the man to beat in this category for quite some time, having already won the Golden Globe for his role as classical pianist Doc Shirley. Shirley must hire an extremely uncouth bruiser named Tony the Lip Vallelonga in order to tour the Deep South without any incident. The pair are very reminiscent of Felix Unger and Oscar Madison in Neil Simon's The Odd Couple at the beginning of this film. Ellie exudes warmth, humor, compassion, and a resolve not to allow racist actions of others to influence his character's behavior in a performance that really connects. I think the Academy knows how to separate Ellie's incredible performance from the considerable backlash screenwriter Nick Falanga has faced recently with an anti-Muslim tweet that resurfaced about 9-11. Uh, the fact his uh, script, according to Shirley's family, is a symphony of lies should have no bearing at all on what uh, Ellie has uh, accomplished here. The only thing I feel that might go against him is the fact that the actor won the Best Supporting Actor Oscar only uh, two years ago for Moonlight, and they may not want to bestow another on him soon. Now, Richard E. Grant is his strongest challenger for the role of Jack Hawk in Can You Ever Forgive Me? The character is a go go between between writer Lee Israel and potential buyers of incredibly candid letters she's crafted um, in the voice of several famous authors and tries to pass off as being real. Uh, Grant recently told the Irish Examiner that he feels Ali has the Oscar in the bag, and he doesn't understand after a 30-year career why suddenly the Academy uh, saw this performance of his um, and that it gained their attention uh, while his other work has not. Well, that's interesting. I, I didn't know know about that. So, so you definitely are predicting him, and you prefer that he he would win this uh, supporting actor this year. Yes, uh, preferring and predicting. Great. And how about you, Mac? Oh, um, with this category, uh, I think yeah, I concur. I believe uh, Mahershala Ali is uh, pretty much got this in the bag. Um, there's uh, a precedent for people winning this category uh, within uh, a couple of years of each other. Matter of fact, Jason Robards won it uh, two consecutive years. He won first for All the President's Men and then uh, the following year for Julia. So, um, And then, obviously, uh, Christoph Waltz 
won for a glorious bastards and a few year a few years later excuse me he won for uh Django Unchained. So yeah, there's a precedent mm-hmm. for people repeating within a, a short uh, period of time in this category. So um I think Mahershala Ali's got the uh, inside track um for a variety of reasons. Uh he's a phenomenal first and foremost, he's a phenomenal actor. He's proven that time and time again. Anybody who discovered him in Luke Cage in uh in some of his early work prior to that, that they knew that he was an actor to be reckoned with. Uh, this category is uh, stacked with some truly great um, talent, you know, from uh, uh, Ali to um, uh, Sam Elliott, who's just now receiving his first nomination uh, of his career for his work in the film. Adam Driver, uh, a young up-and-coming uh, actor who uh, has done great work over the years and is now finally getting uh, the recognition he deserves. Same thing with uh, Richard E. Grant, who isn't so young, but he's been doing work for a long time and, you know, f- certainly finally getting his first-ever nomination. And then last year's winner... Sam Rockwell, uh, back uh, for the second year in a row, having won previously just last year for three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri, in this category. But um, Mahershal Ali, I, um, you know, like I said, for the talent, for the performance, um, the uh, his his performance is so ingrained with Viggo Mortensen's. It's really a, uh, a one-two punch, and you would think that uh, by mm-hmm. um, Ali. Uh, winning so many prizes that Mortensen would also be uh, be uh, walking away with a, a lot of hardware um, uh, instead of just uh, you know racking up nominations. But they both have been in the race and they both have been getting recognized. Uh, Ali is the um, the one that everybody's going with. He's won the Golden Globe, like uh, like uh, Jeff pointed out. He also just won the Screen Actors Guild Award a couple of uh, this past Sunday, and so the momentum is squarely behind him. And um, yeah, Mahershala Ali in a walk. I think I think he's going to take it. And um, of these nominees, he uh, he um, is uh, the most uh, deserving just in terms of what he brought to that character. But for me, um, you know, if there is a dark horse in this a particular race, uh, it really could go uh, either either between uh, Rockwell or Grant. I think either one of them could possibly get in there and, and, and take it if there was an upset. But I think it's uh, Ali's. I I believe it is Ali too, and um, I I think he will win, and I hope he does win, and uh, that brings us to supporting actress. So, Jeff, um, here are the nominees: Amy Adams for Vice, Marina De Travera for Roma, Regina King for If Beale Street Could Talk, Emma Stone for The Favorite, and Rachel Vice for The Favorite. Um, what what is your feeling in this category about who the winner will be, and is that the one that you want? I'm going with a- Amy Adams, and that's the uh, one that I would like. Uh, while Regina King has been the front runner in this category for a role as Sharon Rivers in director Barry Jenkins' If Beale Street Could Talk, I feel that the Best Supporting Actress category is a much tighter race than most people would have you think. That is why I'm predicting an upset in this category and an Amy Adams win for a role as Lynn Cheney in Vice. Adams has been nominated in this category four previous times for The Fighter, Doubt, Junebug, The Master, and once for Best Actress in American Hustle. She, play, praise, ah, she portrays Lynn uh, Cheney, who is Dick Cheney's uh, wife, as someone who is as equally as powerful as, as he is, and you really see her change the... Um, tied a fortune his way when he has a heart attack on the campaign trail uh, once, and she goes up there and uh, starts uh, uh, rallying for him at, uh, at these uh, appearances. Now, Adams actually said that uh, she didn't really want the part, 
uh, but and she didn't have any confidence in herself that she could, could do it. She feel, felt that if she did it, she'd be a f- failure, which she's not here. And she took this part because of um, Director um, McKay's extensive research and liking that it presented her with a chance to portray someone over the course of uh, several decades. Her portrayal, as I said, is spot on. Spot on. She's hard-nosed and a leader in her own right who will support her husband to death, putting his interest ahead of her own daughter. She's best in the scene where her daughter Mary, who happens to be gay, is distraught after she and Dick Cheney take an anti-gay stance on same-sex marriage to ensure that her sister could win a, an election in Wyoming. So it, it's it's definitely um, something that uh, resonated with me, considering I knew who the uh, real-life people she were, was. and it's not an imitation mm-hmm. here. And uh, she she really gets it. And in the scene, she consoles her daughter, saying that she's being hysterical. As, as I said, she dissolves the character and portrays yeah. her as someone who is equally as powerful, if not more, than Dick Cheney himself. So it's oh definitely God, a have to, that resonates I, with me. I'm going to have to be the timekeeper here. We should have uh, set this up for, for an hour, but, you, but I'm going to summarize that for you, for you Jeff. You, you predict Amy Adams, and, and you prefer Amy Adams in that category. And, Mac, you just have a, a, few, a few minutes to uh, give your prediction in that category and oh, okay. uh, tell who you think will win and who you want to win. We're, okay, we're only, well, okay, we only have three, three minutes left. All right, I'll keep it uh, short and sweet. That uh, I predict that uh, Regina King will win. She's been winning everything up until this point. Uh, the Golden Globe, a host of uh, film critic prizes. Uh, the, the a performance in that film is uh, magical, just like the film is magical. She brings so much to the role that um, it, it was uh, it was a joy to get a chance to see a film um, uh, a film version of a James Baldwin novel. I had never seen – well, actually, I had seen one before, but uh, they, they, it wasn't good. This one, though, transcended uh, uh, the material in certain ways, just in terms of lyricism and, and exposition and, and what uh, Barry, Jenkins, Barry Jenkins brought to the proceedings. It, the performances, top to bottom, were uniformly excellent, her certainly being um, uh, you know, in that equation. Um, but uh, Amy Adams certainly does have a, a extraordinary chance of winning her first Oscar on her sixth try. Uh, it's a possibility. Do, uh, do I think she will ultimately win? You know, um, uh, we'll, we'll find out soon enough. But if I was casting my vote, you know, as much as I, uh, you know, really appreciate what Amy Adams did in Vice, I would I would still have to cast my vote for Regina King in if Bill Street can talk. Yes, I would have to agree with you on that. But I am very impressed. Uh, also with uh, with Amy Adams, and I'm so sorry to say that our time is almost up. And thanks so much, Mark and Jeff, for being terrific guests again today. And thanks also to the folks at Blog Talk Radio for their support, as well as to our listeners. And special thanks to Nikki Starr. Uh, sorry that she couldn't be here today. And uh, she's such a great producer. And to Nancy Lombardo and Angela Drake Perry for supporting our show on their own radio shows. Nancy is the hilarious host of What's the Buzz right here on BTR every Monday and Friday morning at 10.30 Eastern Time. And Angela is the gracious VIP over at 502 Fallen Angel Radio. That's all for now, folks. So let's take us out with my favorite version of, you guessed it, Hooray for Hollywood. (laughs) 